Hi there, healthy family. Join our thriving weight loss community. Get access to exclusive member meetings where you'll find encouragement, accountability, and valuable insights to fuel your journey. With convenient Zoom meetings and just $4.99 per month, achieving your goals has never been more accessible. Start your transformation today. Join us for our healthy member meetings and support group right here on Facebook. Hello, hello, healthy family, and welcome back to another episode of Tuesday Talks. I hope you all enjoyed Coach Monica last week in my absence. Thank you so much, Coach Monica. Shout out to you for keeping the ball rolling and hosting a Tuesday Talks podcast episode. I really appreciate that. If you guys did not hear, I was on vacation with my son. I'm in Mississippi. I got me some sun, feeling great. Had a great fishing trip, but super excited to be back in the game and back in with everybody in the healthy community and my healthy family. And just really excited to do another Tuesday Talks. This podcast tonight is you know, sponsored by Healthy, and I'm super excited that they allow me to come on here every Tuesday night and do my podcast episode. I've been doing podcasting for Healthy since it was iTrick Bites in 2019. I think April of 2019 is when the first one went out. And right now it is at the end of February of 2024. Love it, love it, love being able to be with everybody here tonight. If this is your first time watching, hello, hello, or listening. My name is Jordan. I am the community manager for Healthy and I help every single member that I can at the community. And I host a weekly podcast on Healthy Talks where we go over a different, different topic every single week. And tonight I'm super excited to go over one that I actually thought of last week when I was on vacation. Because we all know when we're on vacation, it's a lot more relaxed. We're having fun. We're having a good time. And a lot of times we're not really focusing on the outcome of the way that we're eating on vacation. You know, a lot of like for me, for example, for last week, I did have a lot of processed things just from being on the boat with fishing, eating a bunch of snacks, having a lot of drinks, all that stuff to where that's normally not what I do. And so my body was really feeling it when I got back from vacation. So it took me a couple of days to kind of detox, flush away the, everything that was in my system, drinking tons of water, have my water here tonight with me, blue raspberry, and just getting down to business now. Vacation's done and over with. And I know a lot of people, that's why I wanted to talk about this topic tonight of a mindful eating practices because we are heading into the month of March. Spring is right around the corner. Literally in two weeks, it's daylight savings time. I don't know if you've noticed, but the sun is staying out a lot longer and it is so nice. And with that, we know that we're going to be going into a lot of social gatherings. Like I said, springtime is right around the corner. Warm weather. It has been exceptionally warm here in Northwest Indiana the last two days in the 70s. So of course, I have been outside every night getting yard work done, planting grass seed, trying to do anything I can for my outside, getting it all ready because the sun was shining and it was so warm. So with warmer months coming, there are going to be social events that are coming up. And with that, I want to discuss mindful eating practices and their significance in the context of like our weight loss journey. Because a lot of us don't realize that there are a couple mindful eating practices that we can do just like that. 
that does not take a lot of work, does not take a lot of science. It, it doesn't take a lot for us to realize that there are things that we can do to help us significantly in our health and wellness and weight loss journey, especially when it comes to our caloric intake. And with that, let's get into tonight's topic. Like I said, mindful eating practices and their significance in the context of our weight loss journey. So like I said, March is coming up. We're getting ready to start seeing warmer weather, which is nice. And we all know, cannot wait for the barbecue season to come. Cannot wait for the cookouts. I'm not going to lie. Last night, I went to my bonfire and tried to light it because like I said, it was 70 something degrees. It was a gorgeous night. I was like, haven't had a bonfire since October. And I am so ready for it, only to find out that the wood that was in my bonfire from over the winter was extremely wet due to we had snow like literally right when I was leaving for vacation last week. So could not get it to stay lit, but it just got me excited with what is to come. So as we are going into the social app, the social atmosphere, the cookouts, the gatherings, the thing, the barbecues outside, there are different things that I want to talk about that go into the whole mindful eating and why even though we track our food intake, we track our bites, we track our calories, we make sure we're in that deficit. There are are different things we can do with how we eat and how we, you know, go along day by day with the whole aspect of making sure that we are staying in our deficit. Number one, I want to talk about tonight. And hello, hello to everybody that is joining me. Like I said, my name is Jordan, community manager from Healthy. And tonight we are talking about mindful eating practices. Hello, hello to everybody that is commenting. So number one, there is the technique of slowing down while eating. Now I know you're like, Jordan, duh, that's very simple to do. Yes, it is very simple, but how many of us actually practice it? That's whole thing. These mindful eating practices, we need to start taking into consideration on these simple, simple things that we can do to help us maintain our weight loss and lose weight once and for all. So slowing down while eating. So while many of us tend to eat very quickly, I am one of them, especially when I'm starving. That's why I'm always, always a fan of having just fast things inside the refrigerator that keep you on track because when you are so hangry, you don't care what you are grabbing from the cupboard, from the fridge, you just mow it down. And nine out of 10 times that it, you kind of feel like it ruins your day, you feel like you're a failure. However, slowing down, like many of us, like I said, many of us tend to eat quickly, often not even giving our bodies enough time to register the feeling of fullness. I have done this myself. That's why you find that if you are super hungry and you reach for a bag of chips, how easy it is for us to eat that whole entire bag of chips in one setting and not even realize that we just consumed hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of calories. And I like to say they're empty calories because you can never get full on potato chips. Sorry. So by slowing down the pace of our eating, we are going to allow our brains to catch up with our stomach. So by slowing down, that is giving that is giving our body enough time to send those signals up here to let us know that, hey, 
You're starting to feel full. You need to start slowing down. You're almost done with what you're eating. Don't overeat. And with this, with slowing down eating, we're actually getting rid of some of that food noise that's out there. And we're going to be able to actually listen to up here to our head to know that, hey, Jordan is done eating dinner. Like he had one plate. He ate it. You know, a lot of the things they say like take like six or seven bites. No, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm just saying savor it. And that we'll get into that one too, because that's another thing. But just like enjoy it. Enjoy your dinner. Be thankful that you were able to have dinner. Be thankful you are with your family and friends and just enjoy the time and slow it down. It's not a race to get dinner done fast. Um, my wife tonight after dinner was just like, we were doing the dishes and she's like, it just kills me. We literally takes 45 minutes to an hour to cook dinner. We eat it in three minutes and then we're cleaning up. Like we're not even savoring it. We're not even enjoying it. And it's like, we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. My wife is guilty of it. My kids are guilty of it. We, we sit down so fast because we're so hungry for dinner that we don't even really enjoy it. It. So slow down while eating. This, like I said, is going to help you get your stomach to respond to your brain and let your brain know that you are starting to feel full. So the next one I want to talk about is paying attention to those hunger and fullness cues. So now that you are slowing down while eating, so that way you can actually start paying attention to these hunger and fullness cues, it's going to help you in the long run because mindful eating involves tuning into your body's signal of hunger and fullness. We've talked about this. Um, so instead of eating based on external cues or strict schedules, so being like every night is at five o'clock for dinner, et cetera, um, we need to learn to listen to our bodies. So what that means is like, hey, even though dinner is at five o'clock, sit down and have dinner. However, don't feel like that's the only time that you can eat. Don't feel, you know, you should never just gorge yourself. You should never starve yourself. So my thing is, if you're somebody that you eat breakfast every day at nine o'clock in the morning, if you are still hungry, come 10, 10, 30, eat a little snack, start listening and paying attention to those hunger cues and those fullness cues, because those are going to help you in the long run. Because what's going to happen if you don't listen to your hunger cues is that you're going to just brush it off. And then you're going to, you're going to then get super, super hungry. What happens when we're super, super hungry? We then just grab whatever it is because by the time we get to where we actually want to cook something or can cook something, we are totally, totally, totally just grabbing through the drive through grabbing whatever processed food, whatever we can get, the high calorie, low density foods we can get, we can shove in our mouth. How many of us have been there to where we are cooking dinner and you are snacking while you're cooking? Because why? Because you're waiting too long to eat. So what that means is don't move your dinner time from five o'clock if that's what works for you and your family. What I'm saying is have an afternoon snack at three o'clock to tie you over until five. Keep that going and pay attention to those hunger cues because if you don't, it's going to end up leading to you to overeat and then it's not going to be worth it in the long run. Discover the power of community on your weight loss journey. Our Zoom meetings connect you with like-minded individuals dedicated to wellness. Benefit from expert advice, share successes, and conquer challenges together. At only $4.99 per month, invest in your health and join our supportive community today. Right on Facebook, Healthy's member meeting and support group. 
I'm number three tonight. Let's talk about that savor, the savoring of each bite, each bite. So mindful eating encourages us to fully engage with just the experience of eating. How many of us, my favorite type of food is Mexican food. Love, love, love Mexican food. And when I go there, don't get me wrong, chips and salsa are bomb.com. Chips and queso are bomb.com. However, I love the taste of Mexican food. I love getting a gordilla. I love getting, you know, chicken tacos. I love getting all different types of food with spices and seasonings. And I do try to savor it because if you savor each bite, it's going to make it more meaningful for you and you're going to enjoy it a whole lot more. So take time to appreciate things like flavors, the aroma of the food, smelling it. You know, we, you will get more satisfaction out of that with what you're eating. And by that, because you are savoring your food, you're realizing that you're actually slowing down your eating. So when I take a bite of my chimichanga, yes, I'm talking Mexican food tonight, y'all. When I take a bite of my chimichanga, I literally, when you savor it and you really enjoy it, the likelihood of you just scarfing it down, because why? Why do we want to scarf it down? I don't ever want it to stop. I love Mexican food. And this goes with anybody else. If you're somebody with pizza or anything, pasta dish, savor each bite, enjoy it because you're going to find that by you doing this, you're doing everything else that we've talked about to get to you where you're not going to start overeating it. When you're savoring each bite, you're going to be mindful with eating the food that you're eating. So number four tonight, there are five of these. So number four is my ultimate, ultimate, ultimate thing I want to talk about is be present during the meals. I don't know if you are like me and get together with family and friends quite often. I I tend to get together with my with my side of the family a lot, like my parents and all that and my in-laws. However, when we get together for things like such as, you know, Thanksgiving or birthday parties, I love to actually just be present. And this is where the memories of our macro saying that I always say comes into hand because I want you to give yourself permission to be present during those meal times. So when you are present during the meal times, so say you're out to dinner with your friends and you are present in the conversation, you are talking to them, you are interacting, you are doing this while you are eating, you are not focusing solely on the food at hand, which means we don't realize that it helps us by not really a lot of times over consuming the food that we're eating. I know it's super easy. And when I talk about this, I'm not talking about things like you're going out with your friends, you're getting chips and salsa, because I know it's super easy to overeat and overconsume on chips and salsa, even when you're talking. That's why they call it an appetizer. But for you to just sit back and enjoy the presence of your friends and family, that is where it's at 100%. So be present during these meals with your family and friends. So, you know, it's it's something that we can do to help us not not really overeat as much as what we normally tend to do. Because I don't know, like me, like when I go out to eat with some people, I'm there for the conversation a little bit, but I'm also there for the food. So I just eat it. However, I have found though, when I actually spend the time with family and friends and I get interactive in the conversations, I'm finding myself talking, using my hands a lot more and then taking a bite. So you're taking steps away from just always just shoveling it in, in my experience. And last but not least tonight, guys, it's managing stress and emotional eating. So 
how many of us, how many of us listening deal with stress on a daily basis? If you are an emotional eater, we have all been there. A lot of us still are there. A lot of us are trying to get out of it. And that is something to not be ashamed of. There's a lot of times that we, we handle stress by eating. We become emotional eaters. I have become an emotional eater before. A lot of times if I was super, super stressed, um, it was very easy for me to get to the cupboard t- like tons during the night because there was just nothing that would satisfy. Nothing would satisfy what I wanted. I was so stressed out. And I guess it's because we find comfort in food and that is where we all are at. So if we can learn how to manage our stress and not use that as a, as an excuse to overeat, that is going to help us in our health and wellness journey. So emotional eating, you know, using food to cope with stress, boredom, emotions, you know, it can be there to sabotage us. It can sabotage our weight loss efforts. And we have all been there. We've all been at a stressful situation. Bam, you're up on the scale two pounds. So mindful eating teaches us to, you know, start identifying those triggers of emotional eating. So if you're finding that you are starting to get stressed, you know, what can you do instead of reaching for the cupboard or reaching for those snacks um, and going overboard? Can you, you know, is it something for you to to turn on a podcast, go for a little 15 minute walk, drink more water, just meditate, just do whatever. We need to find different ways in our lives to manage our stress rather than food because food is not there to comfort us for it. We might feel the numbness of using food for comfort, but at the end of the day, nine out of 10 times, it stems down to stress, stems down to stress, emotional eating, Nine out of 10 times stems down to stress. So if we address the underlying emotions during our eating behaviors, we can definitely break free from that. We, if we can identify what is it that is underlying why we're stressed. If you can start working on that, you are going to work on your eating and your emotional eating so much more. Because guess what? If you can't, if you can't figure out why you're being stressed 24 seven, then you're probably not going to figure out what it's going to take for you to stop emotional eating. However, get to the root of it. Get to the cause. Is it work? Is it, you know, your family? Is it money? Is it, you know, there's, there's a lot of things out there that can make us stressed. And if we can get to where we look into what is it that's actually making us stress, that's when we can cope with it. And that's when we can move on and not use food as, you know, something for our emotional eating and for our stress. So tonight, overall, you know, take these, take these five that I've talked about tonight. First one was slowing down while eating. Second one, paying attention to hunger and fullness cues. Third one, savoring each bite. Fourth one, being present during your meals with friends and family. And the number five was managing stress and emotional eating. So overall, if we can incorporate these mindful eating habits and practices into our weight loss journey, we can definitely promote a more balanced and sustainable relationship with food. You know, a healthier relationship for food and a long-term success in our health and wellness journeys. Because at the end of the day, if we can take into practice different ways to help us in our weight loss and our health and wellness journey, 
that's where it all is because it's not it's not like a two week thing a 30 day thing this is life y'all at the end of the day if you are on a weight loss journey you are going to be doing this for the rest of your life and that does sound scary it does sound very scary however I don't care if you needed to lose 10 pounds to be at a normal healthy weight range or if you need to lose 100 at the end of the day your main goal after you get to goal is to keep it off so at the end of the day you're going to learn throughout your health and wellness journey the different tips and tricks to keep you sustainable in your weight loss so i really hope that these five tips that i gave tonight on mindful eating you know you can start exercising them and you can start putting them into your actual health and wellness and eating routine to help you stay on track and to help you keep you in that calorie deficit y'all thank you so much for joining me tonight on another episode of tuesday talks i'm hoping that this topic was very great and like i said thank you again to coach monica for filling in for me last week as i was gone i just really enjoy every single one of you and i will catch up with you guys again next week on the podcast thank you thank you thank you